Blog Talk Radio. I want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Holden. So grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you the things that the Lord has laid on yeah. Uh, today, we're going to talk about if you watched the message that was preached last Saturday um, concerning what was the message name? Um, we were talking about, again, yes, yes, the danger of impulses. And we were talking about the, uh, how. Uh, Impulses is something that uh, that's dangerous to our spiritual walk and in our spiritual walk because the word impulse basically means to be able to act quickly, like really without without thinking things through. And it can even cause you to, I would say, act out of character, but in actuality the character is there, which is why you're doing that to begin with. So, But it causes you to to uh, do things that you wouldn't normally do, you know, say things you wouldn't normally say to respond in a way that you wouldn't normally respond if you're impulsive. And so this, this to, today's message is going to go along with that. So today we're going to be talking about a soft answer. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs. Uh, the 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs. And we're going to read verse 1. And then we're going to go to a story that many of you have heard of or heard me preach on before uh, that kind of goes along with this to help us to see uh, how our impulses can cause us to do and say the right thing. But if we are spiritually minded and if we are, are slow in our response, uh, we can think things through and uh, we can help our situation and other people's situations as well. So the 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs, we're going to read verse 1. And then we're going to go to the 25th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel from there, if you want to be turning there as well while we're reading this. It says, verse 1 says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. See, so that, now pay attention to what that said. A soft answer. Now that word soft there, a soft answer, that's also talking about uh, not only the answer but and not only the words that you use, but the attitude behind the words. And, the you, you know, it's funny how you can have the exact same words, you can say the exact same thing, but the way you say it, you know, and the spirit that you say it in also uh, uh, contributes, um, contributes, to the way that it, it will be handled. You see that? The way that you say it. You can say the same exact thing, say the same words, and get your point across with those same words, but the attitude and the spirit where where if you say those things, uh, it, it, can, uh, it, it can make a difference. You see that? So it says a soft answer. So in other words, what you say and how you say it, it turns away wrath. In other words, wrath is... is for something to be turned away, it, it means that it's going in a direction. So it's, wrath is coming in your direction. 
and you know, how many of you have been approached with what you thought was foolishness? You know, was you were approached, and especially if you're caught off guard, and we're going to go over that story to show you that uh, in the 25th chapter of the book of First Samuel. You're approached with something, but you're caught off guard with it, you, you're, especially if it's a response that you're not expecting. And if you're not careful, you can go from zero to 60 in your, temp, in your temper. You know, you can, it can cause you to react. And so, you know, what we have to learn to do is not already have our mind settled on the response that we're going to get. That's one thing that will help us. But also just to have uh, the, the sweet spirit of God on the inside of us that warns us. You know this is a setup from the enemy. You know that this is designed to get you to respond in a certain way. You see that? So a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. In other words, you have to make a decision. Am I going to participate in this wrath? In other words, just because somebody is bringing it to me, bringing foolishness to me or said something that have rubbed me the wrong way or whatever the case is, does that mean that I, I need to participate? In other words, am I, you have to make a decision, am I going to keep this going? You, you know, it takes two people to argue. And so even if it's something that have jumped off and you've gotten charged, you could just say something and, and, and get out of that. And, you know, and, and the other person, eventually they'll stop talking. Eventually, you know, when you, you stop responding in an evil manner or whatever, they'll eventually stop the same thing. You see that? And so let's prove this, and let's go real quick to the 25th chapter of the book of Proverbs. The 25th chapter of the book of Proverbs, and we're going to read verse 15. It says, By long forbearing is a prince persuaded, and a soft tongue the bone. In other words, somebody come to you, and they come out, come at you what you perceive in a wrong way or in a bad way. And, of course, you may not like it. Flesh is not going to like it. But look at what that says, that last part of that verse. It said, and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. In other words, somebody come to you with an attitude, and some of you have experienced that on both sides, where you were the one coming with an attitude, and then somebody responded to you in a way that was kind, and it just, it, it, it pricked your heart, in other words, is what it's talking about. And and all you've been on the other side of it where you've been the one where you were approached with some foolishness or what you perceived as foolishness and you know, and things like that. And you were the one that was calm and, and collected and didn't fall for it. And you you uh you tried to, to uh extinguish the situation and it you know, and it and it caused the other person to apologize or to ask for forgiveness or whatever for responding the way. In other words, it caused them to examine themselves. And so that, that's why we need that soft answer. That's why we need that soft tongue. That's why we need to be led by the law. And that's the reason why we don't need to be operating on the impulsively, you know, so that we can examine the whole situation for what it is instead of jumping in the middle of it before we know what we're jumping in. You see that? We have to know that there are times when the devil is going to come and he's going to try to pull us into something. And we have to be watchful that we don't fall for that, you see. We have to be watchful for that. All right, so now let's go to the 25th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. The 25th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. 
and it says, And Samuel died, and all the Israelites were gathered together and lamented him and buried him in his house at Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. And there was a man in Maom whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he, was a shear- and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance. But the man was churlish and evil in his doings, and he was of the house of Caleb. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. And David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get you up to Carmel, and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. So David is coming in, in a manner, in a respectful manner, uh, greeting him. And he tells those ten young men, greet him in my name. And the reason why he said that was because everybody knew who King David was. They knew he was a warrior. They understood that also that he was, now at this time Saul is still reigning as king, but David has already been anointed as king, and people understood that, that he was going to replace Saul as king. And so he tells his young, these young men, his servants, to greet this man in my name. In other words, tell him I'm the one that sent you. Tell him this greetings are from, from me, you know, and, uh, and, and, and uh, tell him peace. You know, in other words, tell him basically I'm coming in peace. He, he tells him peace be both to thee and peace be to thine house and be, peace be unto all that thou hast. In other words, I'm not coming to take your stuff. I'm not coming to make war with you. Uh, my approach is is approach of humility. Verse 7, it says, And now I have heard that thou hast shearers. Now thy shepherds which were with us, we hurt them not. Neither was there aught or anything missing unto them. All the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. In other words, he say, ask them. The whole time that we were, your young man was uh, in this area here, we protected them. We guarded them, and they didn't lose anything. We, 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 in other words, we, we made sure that your possessions remained intact. He said, and then he says, ask them. They'll, they'll tell you, you know. And then he says, wherefore, let the young man find favor in thine eyes, for we come in a good day. You see that? Give I, give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand, unto thy servants, unto thy son David. And see, you see the still the, the humble approach? He says, so we're coming in. It's a day of prosperity for you, but we basically we have need. And he don't tell them, look, so look, since we, we protected your folks, y'all need to come up off of some of those sheep. Y'all need, he don't give them a list. He said, whatever, whatever you can do for us, do it. You know, whatever, whatever is in your heart to do for us, do it. You know, whatever you, in other words, whatever you can afford to give, give. And look at also what he says there. Look in the last part of verse 8. He said, whatsoever cometh to thy hand unto thy servants and to thy son David. So he puts himself like, okay, so you can be a father figure to me. And my servants are your servants. You see that? So still, he's, he's presenting this idea of humility. I'm under you. Yes, I know. Everybody knows I'm going to be king, and I've been anointed king by this great prophet Samuel. 
but I, I'm putting myself under your sonship. I, I'm, you know, under you. I'm your son. And my servants are your servants. So help us. We have to be careful that when we're approaching people like that, and, and when we are really fixing it up, I mean, really being genuine about it, fixing it up like that, that we aren't setting ourselves up. You see that? In, in other words, uh, David went out of his way with humility uh, in approaching this man. Uh, David went out of his way to show this man, I'm not coming in a bad attitude. I'm not being nasty. Hey, we've done some things for you. Can you help us, you know, in our journey here? And, and David is going out of his way to be kind. You know, you know, he could have just said, you know, we're just going to take this stuff. That's just all it is. And what you going to do about it? Nothing. But in his mind, you know what, I'm going to be humble. I'm going to approach it. How many of us have done that? We've approached somebody with something that, with the most sincere heart, and, and then we don't get the response we want, and then we the ugly come out. You see that? And then we just were shocked because we feel like they should have been responding the way we were presenting something. You see that? We feel like, well, if I if I if I act this way and, and if I present it this way, and, and then surely they'll have to come around. Surely they'll have to see my side of it or whatever. And it don't always go that way. You see, and so we have to be careful that we don't go from zero to sixty because in our minds we thought we were going to get whatever it was we 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 wanted to get out of this situation. Uh. All right, so verse 9, it says, And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? You see that? Now, David had already said who he was. I'm your son. <laughs> but Nabal's response was, No, you're not my son. You're the son of Jesse. I'm not accepting your your little plea bargain here. You see, I'm not accepting that. Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There'll be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. In other words, I'm not going to accept you because look at what you done broke away from Saul. You see, you know, never mind Saul was trying to kill you, you know, even when you were trying to calm that evil spirit that he had, you know, by playing your instrument, you done broke away from him. You see that? So, no, I don't trust you, and, and you know, let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 11. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shearers and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? You see that? Now, that's his response. Now, again, a soft answer. Did he have to say it that way? Let's think about it. He could have. All it took was no. But he feels the need, now we have to be careful with this, he feels the need to insult David. Who are you? You see, you're the son of Jesse. You know, you're not my son. You're the son of Jesse. And you're not faithful to your own master. He's talking about Saul. In other words, every man breaking away from his, from his, from his master. And then he says, so shall I take my bread and my water. In other words, all this stuff that you claiming you got it and that you, you claiming had something to do with, you know, uh, with me having, you know, and still having and keeping them from thieves and stuff like that, it is mine. 
And so, no, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take what I've got and give it to you. Now, you know, a simple no. I'm just going to have to decline your request right now. That would have sufficed. But you see that 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 sometimes uh, uh, what is, what what did we read in the what what did we read in the in the 15th chapter of the book of Proverbs there? You see that that grievous words stir up anger. Now it stirs it up. Now the idea is this. Some years ago, Brother Junior told me uh, that he was sitting at the table uh, with a glass of water, and the Lord came and, and sat on the other side of the table from him and put dirt in that water, and the water sunk down to the bottom. And so, of course, you know that the dirt sunk down to the bottom of the water. Of course, now, this was supposed to be drinking water. This is Brother Junior's drinking water. But the dirt sunk down to the bottom of the water. And so at the top, it looks clear. Now, if you you know, you can go to a pond and you can see how that can be, a lake or river or whatever. The water can look clear, but, you know, all that water still got dirt underneath it. And so what does it take to make it look dirty? Just go in there and stir it up. And so what the Lord did, the Lord was showing him something about spirits, how people on the, on the top, uh, you know, on the surface can look clean and clear, just like that water. But the Lord stuck his finger in there and stirred that, that, that water up, and, of course, all of the dirt uh, was stirred up as well, and it made the water look dirty. And so he's saying, but it, all it takes is the right situation, and you'll see what, what, what spirit is there. People can walk around. In other words, what the Lord was showing him was people can walk around pretending, and that spirit can be settled. You see, it can be settled. But all it takes is the right situation, and, and you know, uh, the answer, no. And you'll, you'll see it stirred up there. You see that? And so it said grievous words stir up anger. So what does that tell us? That David had anger. And so on his side of it, he couldn't say, well, you know what? You made me angry. No, the Bible don't say grievous words make anybody angry. It says grievous words stir up anger. In other words, it grievous words exposes what's already there. David was already dealing with anger. You see that? And so when you are able to go from zero to 60, all that does is expose what's already there. You're just getting that quicker. It, but it's, all, it's already there. If it's not there, it won't come up. Now, that's what you have to know. You can't blame everybody for your reaction. If it's not there, it's not going to come up. You see that? And so that that's, and so th- this situation here revealed what was on the inside of David. Now, we're not saying this to talk bad about David or talk, but that's, the fact of the matter is that was there. You think about it. Even when David in his older age uh, had settled down and wanted to build the Lord a temple, God said, you can't build it for me because your your hands have shed blood. You see that? You, you're a man of war, but your son, Solomon, he's going to build me a temple. And if you read Solomon's life, you see that he never had to go to war with anybody. He, he, was a, he was a man of peace. But God had designed him that way, to be a man of war. You see that? And with that came anger. You think about it, and, and indignation. Let's let's think about something now. How when when Goliath and and the Philistines were on the other side of the valley in the in, in the mountaintop, blaspheming God and speaking against the the Israel the the armies of God, 
and the only one, and everybody else was just coddled down. And so uh, Jesse sent David to his brothers to bring them some supplies and ask them how they were doing for his sake. And David got there, and when he saw the Philistine, Goliath over there defying the armies of God, he got indignant. Say, how in the world are y'all even standing here and letting this man talk about y'all's God? See that indignation there? Now, we should be in, in, have indignation about unrighteousness, but let's make sure that we are not indignant on our own cause. It, it's one thing to be that way for God's cause. Like, how can somebody speak against God? How, you know, the Bible says fools make a mockery of sin, and we should that should just give us an indignation that people even in television mocking God. But we better make sure that that indignation isn't for, on our own behalf. You see, that, that, it, it, that it doesn't have anything to do with us and our feelings being hurt, you see. And so what happened was David had done all these things, and, and not only that, but indignation comes through uh, expecting. In other words, you being shocked that, 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 you know, the idea of I deserve this because I did this for you or because I presented it. I don't went out of my way to present it for this to you in this manner. And so – how dare you turn me down? And so my, here's my thing. If you ask the question, you ought to be willing to accept the answer. You see that? You ought to be willing to hear no. You know, you ought to be, it, it, it boggles it my mind that people want counseling but then don't want it. You see that? And get mad about it. If you ask a question, you ought to be willing to accept the answer. You see that? And not already have your mind made up about what you're going to hear. You see, and, and so we have to be careful with that. We have to be careful with that. You see, so verse 12 says, so David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those sayings. And David said unto his men, gird ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about 400 men and 200 abode by the stuff. So, you know, what was David going to do? And he was going to make war. You see, that he was going, to, in other words, in his mind, we're going to have us some food tonight, some good food. We're going to have us some new clothes tonight. You know, when they get back, we're going to have all of these good things because of the way I just laid it out like butter for him. Then how can he turn me down? There's no way in the world he's going to be able to turn me down. I'm David. He's not going to turn me and, and And the fact that I'm going to be the next king, and, and he know it, and, and uh, you know, and the fact that I humbled myself, I said I was his son, and my servants are his servants, you know, there's no way I fixed it up real good. I, I prayed about this. I, I prayed about it, and I just felt the unction of the Lord, and I fixed it up real good. How can he? There's no way he can turn me down, except he did. And so we see, you, you could tell that the I'm your son, that that wasn't sincere. Because if it was, he'd still been his son after he heard the answer, no, you see. <laughs> you put yourself in his son when you, as, as his son, when you think you're going to get what you want, but then when you don't get it, now all of a sudden you're going to go kill your daddy, your play daddy? No, you see that so... You, you see, it, it shows that lack of sincerity there. 
And that's where we, you know, and so and this is for us who can question Brother Bowden. Uh, the Lord showed you this. Uh, can you help me in this situation? And, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm Brother Bowden as long as you think you're going to hear what you want to hear. Uh, but then when the Lord gets to correcting you and you get an attitude about it, it, it shows that you weren't asking in sincerity. You see that? Don't ask God for counsel if you don't expect God to give you an answer. You see that? And, and according to his word and according to his will, not according to your mind and what you think what you think you ought to hear. If you already got your mind made up about what you're going to hear or what you expect to hear, then there's no need in asking. You see that? There's no need in asking. And so here was the problem here. David was expecting. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't ask without expecting, uh, but you know what? We have to be careful and know that God is our source. Part of David's problem was in this situation was he didn't realize God was his source in this situation. You see that? A no from from Nabal would have been a yes from somebody else. You see that? And and so the idea would have been, well, you know what? Maybe this is just not the route that God want me to take. So I know you can get mad about it, you know. And a lot of times we get mad at God, even though it's God that have have caused, have brought the no. And so we can go to somebody asking for something, and they don't, they reject us or whatever. And we think, oh, you know what? You're not a good person. If you were really a a Christian, you would have done this. If you really was a believer, if you really loved me, then you would have done that. And the whole time is God saying, telling them to say, no, I don't feel led to do that. And we have to, you know, we don't have to, we don't, we need to get out of thinking that we're the only ones that's led by God. Other people are too. And sometimes that's yes and sometimes that's no. You see that? So we have to get out of this mindset that, yeah, you know, we're led by God, but nobody else is. Nobody can be led to say no. And if we're not careful, our real issue, our issue can really be with the Lord, you know, and not with the individual. And so we have to be careful that how we respond when we hear what we don't want to hear. You see that? We have to be careful in that and not allow the enemy to pull us into this war or with people, a war of words that, you know, and, and uh, you know how it is. I call it stacking bricks, meaning somebody says something churlish or bad to you, and you respond in a bad way, and, you know, you go from sitting down to standing up, and then standing up, you're balling your fist, and, and then you, you get in their face, and you poke in their forehead, and, uh, you know, it just leads from one thing. I mean, you know, it, it just real everyday life stuff, you know. The situation, known, you don't have to be sitting there with your heart racing, you know, 100 beats a minute, you know, 200 beats a minute behind you getting upset behind something. You see that? You shouldn't allow people to have that kind of control over you. You see that? And so let's learn to, to let's let's practice those those soft answers. You see, let, let's learn to prepare ourselves. Let's prepare. And instead of letting the devil come to you and tell you how you're going to respond if somebody don't respond in the way you want them to, let the Lord tell you this is how you respond. This is how you respond, you see that? And, and we'll learn the, and we'll be better Christians for it. We'll be better believers. And on top of that, we won't lose our testimony with others. Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us. If this message has helped you, please email us and let us know how. And uh, we, we'd love to hear from you at gtdministries at gmail.com. Uh, and um, we look forward to hearing from you. So we pray that this has blessed you. 
We look forward to sharing more of God's word with you tomorrow. Have a blessed day.